Glory and honor be to God in the highest. Thank God for today again. We bless God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning or good day. Welcome to the hour of joyful hope. This morning, we are considering this topic, God hates oppression. God hates oppression. The first to the fourth commandment has to do with a relationship to the Almighty God. After that one, the remaining commandments has to do with relationship between ourselves and a, a relationship between one another. God is oppression in any form, in any way. In Exodus chapter 21, 22, 23, God continue to make me help us to know, open our eyes to see that he is oppression of any sort. Talk about the Hebrew servant. God did not totally abolish slavery, but he regulated them in order to make them more human. God permitted them for a time because of the hardness of human heart. But God's law concerning slavery was much more humane than the custom and of other nations around them. Talk about crimes which carries death penalty. Anybody that pre had premeditated murder, those that inflict physical form or harm, physical harm on parents, kidnapping, verbal causing of parents, this punishment indicates importance of God on proper interpersonal relationship. Talking about those who are slaves, God gave laws and regulation. Concerning accidental manslaughter, God gave regulation. He hates oppression of any sort. Let's avoid it. Let's avoid it. Concerning widows and orphans, God's regulation is with that was deeply concerned about the hardship of the widow. What are we doing about widows' ministry? Let's play a part. The year is rounding up. Whatever God has given us upon you to do, let's do it to put a smile on their faces to make them happy. God will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus and to continue to do this for him and for his work. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God clearly stated it. He made us to know that he hates oppression of any sort. Let's also run away from it. Even in the New Testament, God clearly stated, made us to know that he himself hates oppression. We should avoid it in any way and any form. It should not be mentioned among the need, among the saints. Yes, avoiding. God clearly gave us laws, regulation concerning the poor and the needy. Jesus Christ came preaching the same message. In this world, we will continue to have the rich and the poor, the have and the have nots. Frequently, those who have material wealth are taking advantage of those who have little. God hates oppression. In various ways, he expresses concern for the poor and the needy and the oppressed. Is the champion of the poor and the need. He revealed himself as their refuge. Psalm 14, verse 6, is he was their, their helper. Psalm 40, verse 17, he was their deliverer. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8, God is also the provider. But you as human beings, don't forget, as God provides for you clothing for those that are naked, Food for those that are hungry, financial assistance for those that are poor. The overall goal of God is that there should be no poor among you. 
God did not want there to be any poor poverty. God says it. If a poor person was hired to work for a rich man, God said they have to pay them their wages every day so that they could buy food for themselves and their family. Let's avoid oppression of any sort. Even in time of harvest, grain that will drop will have to be left so that the poor could glean for themselves. Any grain that fell on the ground in the process of harvesting will be left for the poor. Edges of the field were specifically to be left on harvesting. What are you doing concerning the poor and the needy? Bible says, Blessed are the, are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Take, it takes being merciful before someone can be faithful in tithes and offering, giving to the ministers of God who are teaching us the word of God, who are exalting us in the word of God from time to time, to give a tenth to God. God prays it on the Israel to take care of the Levites, assisting them and helping them. He see God's command. Let's remember to do it. Jesus assumed and expected that his people would give generously to the poor and the needy. He practiced what he preached. He had a treasurer from each year and the Sabbath would give to the poor. On more than one occasion, he instructed those who wanted to be his follower to care about the poor, to help them and give them money. We see various examples in the Bible. He gave parable of the Good Samaritan to explain to us that it is good to show mercy. This giving like this was not regarded as optional by Jesus. In fact, one of the requirements for entering into the kingdom of God is whether we have been kind to our brothers and sisters who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are naked, who are in prison, who are sick and stranger. See his old ministry, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 36 to 46. Let's remember, Apostle Paul instructed his churches both in Galatia and calling to give for the needy. When the church in Corinth did not give as he thought they should, he exalted them at a great length about helping the poor and the needy. Let's remember to do this. As it was stated in the Old Testament, it's also written in the New Testament. Let's practice it. He praised the Macedonian churches that had been that had assisting him. In the ministry work, he regarded giving so highly that he said in the book of Romans that one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is being generous, ability to give generously for the need of God's work of people. Let's have this in our added, add this to our fruit of the Spirit. Let's remember that gifts of the Spirit prepare us, give us victory and dominion on this earth. Fruits give us opportunity and the privilege to make heaven. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is to be generous to people, to be kind to people. Let's do it. When the increase of the size of shall made it impossible for apostles to care for the needy in a fair and a competitive manner, seven men full of Holy Ghost were choosing for the task. That shows that you should be Benevolent department assisting those who are needy. He said, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. God wants those who have plenty to share with those who are in need. Let's remember 
the word of our Lord Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. He said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I pray for you. The rest of this year shall every day shall be days of mercy for you in the name of Jesus. But remember to show mercy to others. As you do that, God of heaven will bless you abundantly in the name of Jesus. Go with this mind and this spirit of being merciful to others. Remember, God hates oppression. His presence go with you in the name of Jesus. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory and honor be to God in the highest. Thank God for today again. We bless God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning or good day. Welcome to the hour of joyful hope. This morning, we are considering this topic. God hates oppression. God hates oppression. The first to the fourth commandment has to do with a relationship to the Almighty God. After that one, the remaining commandments has to do with relationship between ourselves and a, a relationship between one another. God hates oppression in any form, in any way. In Exodus chapter 21, 22, 23, God continue to make me help us to know, open our eyes to see that he hates oppression of any sort. Talk about the Hebrew servant. God did not totally abolish slavery, but he regulated them in order to make them more human. God permitted them for a time because of the hardness of human heart. But God's law concerning slavery were much more human than the custom and of other nations around them. Talk about crimes which carries death penalty. Anybody that pre had premeditated murder, those that inflict physical form or harm, physical harm on parents, kidnapping, verbal causing of parents, this punishment indicates importance of God on proper interpersonal relationship. Talking about those who are slaves, God gave laws and regulations. Concerning accidental manslaughter, God gave regulation. He hates oppression of any sort. Let's avoid it. Let's avoid it. Concerning widows and orphans, God's regulation is with that was deeply concerned about the hardship of the widow. What are we doing about widows' ministry? Let's play a part. The air is rounding up. Whatever God has given us opportunity to do, let's do it to put a smile on their faces to make them happy. God will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus and to continue to do this for him and for his work. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God clearly stated it. He made us to know that he hates oppression of any sort. Let's also run away from it. Even in the New Testament, God clearly stated, made us to know that he himself hates oppression. We should avoid it in any way and any form. It should not be mentioned among the need, among the saints. Yes, avoiding. God clearly gave us laws, regulations concerning the poor and the needy. Jesus Christ came preaching the same message. In this world, we continue to have the rich and the poor. They have and they have not. Frequently, those who have material wealth are taking advantage of those who have little. God hates oppression. In various ways, he expresses concern for the poor and the needy and the oppressed. 
He's the champion of the poor and the need. He revealed himself as their refuge. Psalm 14, verse 6, is the, was their, their helper. Psalm 40, verse 17, was their deliverer. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8, God is also the provider. But you as human beings, don't forget, as God provides for you clothing for those that are naked, food for those that are hungry, financial assistance for those that are poor. The overall goal of God is that there should be no poor among you. God did not want there to be any poor poverty. God says it. If a poor person was hired to work for a rich man, God said they have to pay them their wages every day so that they could buy food for themselves and their family. Let's avoid oppression of any sort. Even in time of harvest, grains that will drop were to be left so that the poor could glean for themselves. Any grain that fell on the ground in the process of harvesting will be left for the poor. Edges of the field were specifically to be left on harvesting. What are you doing concerning the poor and the needy? Bible says, Blessed are the, are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Take, it takes being merciful before someone can be faithful in tithes and offering. Giving to the ministers of God who are teaching us the word of God, who are exhorting us in the word of God from time to time to give a tenth to God. God prays it on the Israelites to take care of the Levites, assisting them and helping them. He see God's command. Let's remember to do it. Jesus assumed and expected that his people would give generously to the poor and the needy. He practiced what he preached. He had a treasurer from which he and the Sabbath would give to the poor. On more than one occasion, he instructed those who wanted to be his follower to care about the poor, to help them and give them money. We see various examples in the Bible. He gave parable of the Good Samaritan to explain to us that it is good to show mercy. This giving like this was not regarded as optional by Jesus. In fact, one of the requirements for entra- entering into the kingdom of God is whether we have been kind to our brothers and sisters who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are naked, who are in prison, who are sick and stranger. See his old ministry, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 36 to 46. Let's remember, Apostle Paul instructed his churches both in Galatia and calling to give for the needy. When the church in Corinth did not give as he thought they should, he exalted them at a great length about helping the poor and the needy. Let's remember to do this. As it was stated in the Old Testament, it's also written in the New Testament. Let's practice it. He praised the Macedonian churches that had been that had assisting him in the ministry work. He regarded giving so highly that he said in the book of Romans that one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is being generous, ability to give generously for the need of God's work of people. Let's have this in our, added, add this to our fruit of the Spirit. Let's remember that gifts of the Spirit prepare us, gave us victory and dominion on this earth. Fruits give us opportunity and the privilege to make heaven. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is to be generous to people, to be kind to people. Let's do it. When the increase of the size of some made it impossible apostle to care for the needy in a fair and a competitive manner, seven men full of Holy Ghost were choosing for the task. That shows that you should have been Benevolent department. 
assisting those who are in need. He said, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. God wants those who have plenty to share with those who are in need. Let's remember the word of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. He said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I pray for you. The rest of this year shall every day shall be days of mercy for you in the name of Jesus. But remember to show mercy to others. As you do that, God of heaven will bless you abundantly in the name of Jesus. Go with this mind and this spirit of being merciful to others. Remember, God hates oppression. His presence go with you in the name of Jesus. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.